اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم آیا نمبر تھرٹی وحبنا ان وی گفٹڈ لی داود تو داود علیہ السلام سلیمان سلیمان علیہ السلام ہو واز ہی نعم العبد ان ایکسلنٹ سرونٹ انہو اواب انڈیڈ ہی واز ون ہو ریپیٹڈلی ٹرنڈ بیک ٹو ہو ٹو اللہ وحبنا وحبنا فرام دا روٹ لیٹرز واحبا وحبا یہبو ہبتن ہبا ہبا از اے گفٹ اینڈ وحب از یو اور ہبا از یوزڈ فار something that is given as a gift to someone and to Dawood alayhi salam what was given as a gift Sulaiman alayhi salam who is Sulaiman alayhi salam his son a child a son is called a hiba a gift from Allah why because children cannot be purchased they cannot be obtained by one's own effort it's entirely Allah's gift to a person. If they have been given the gift of parenthood, this is a gift from Allah. وَوَهَبْنَا لِدَاوُودَ سُلَيْمَانَ And a child, whatever characteristics they're born with, I mean the parents never choose them. A parent cannot go shop for a child. I want these eyes, those ears, that nose, this and that. I mean they can try. with all this modern technology maybe but the results are not guaranteed they're never guaranteed so a child whatever characteristics they're born with that is also a gift from Allah and Sulaiman was no ordinary person we learned earlier about his intelligence how well he understood the case that was brought to Dawood فَفَهَّمْنَاهَا Sulaiman. Allah gave the understanding of that case to Sulaiman a.s. He was intelligent. Now that intelligence that Sulaiman a.s. was endowed with, that was also a gift. Likewise, his ability to rule over such an amazing, unique kingdom, you know, in which there were jinn and birds and what not, I mean, it scares you even. How did Sulaiman a.s. manage the jinn? It's amazing. So all that ability that Sulaiman a.s. was given... Dawood a.s. could not have put that in Sulaiman a.s. as a father. It was entirely Allah's gift. وَوَهَبْنَا لِدَاوُودَ سُلَيْمَانَ We gifted to Dawood Sulaiman a.s. And notice over here, for Dawood a.s. to have Sulaiman was a favor from Allah. Because to have good children, to have successful children, to have intelligent children, I mean, what have we done to deserve any of that? What has any person done to deserve any of that? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, Allah can test a person with a very difficult child, with a very disobedient child, with a very rebellious child. Nuh alayhi salam, one of his sons, refused to believe in him. Didn't he? So, this was a gift from Allah to Dawood alayhi salam, that he had a son, which son? Sulaiman. Allah says, Ni'ma al-abd, an excellent servant. Ni'ma. Ni'ma is fi'l madh. It's a word that is used for praising something or someone. Ni'ma al-abd, excellent servant. Who was an excellent servant? Either this is referring to Dawood a.s. Dawood a.s. was an excellent servant, which is why Allah blessed him with Sulaiman a.s. 
إِنَّهُ أَوَّابٌ Indeed, he was awab. Who was awab? Dawood was awab. He frequently turned to Allah, repeatedly turned to Allah, and because of that, Allah gave him the gift of Sulaiman salam. A lot of the times there's parents who, instead of being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for not only the gift of having a child and the gift of having children with you know certain talents and abilities, they tend to take pride in it in themselves. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us here that, you know what, yes, there is an aspect of upbringing, but there's only so much you can teach your child. Whatever they're naturally born with, whatever skills, talents, they have nothing to do with you. Um, and even if you were born with them as well, how on earth did you, you know, how did you get them in the first place? Yeah, exactly. And the opportunities that a child gets, I mean, sometimes they are beyond a parent's ability. Really, they are. A mother or a father wants that their child should be exposed to certain things or should not be exposed to certain things, should, you know, get this or get that, learn this or learn that. But they cannot control the environment. They cannot control the school. They cannot control the opportunities. This is all rizq from Allah. So, Ni'mal Abdu, what an excellent servant Dawood was, which is why Allah gave him Sulaiman as his son. Now, if we connect this with the previous verses, again we see a test for Dawood After that test, Dawood is turning to Allah, seeking his forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him. Not only that, he blesses him with more gifts in this world. A greater responsibility of Khalifa, more guidance, and then a son like Sulaiman salam. Secondly, Ni'm al-Abd, the servant over here can be understood as Sulaiman salam, like father, like son. Because many habits children pick up from their parents without even, you know, parents deliberately trying to teach their children. So Ni'm al-Abd, what an excellent servant Sulaiman was. Innahu awab, indeed he was also awab, one who repeatedly turned to Allah, just like Dawood salam did. Now the word awab, we have read this earlier also, I told you the meaning, Hamza wa'uba, awaba, aba, is to return. It basically means rujur. See the word awab, fa'al, it shows repeatedly, again and again, anaba, the word inaba is to return again and again. That's just the word, the meaning of the word itself. Awab gives us two benefits. Firstly, awab is used for a living being. Meaning, a conscious, intelligent one choosing to return. Meaning, he has the option of not returning. But he chooses to return. He is living. It's a deliberate, conscious action. And secondly, the structure of the word awab, it shows that he turned repeatedly. How? In obedience, in praising, and glorifying Allah, seeking His help, seeking His forgiveness. Innahu awab. Now an example is given of how he frequently turned to Allah. It when uruba alayhi, it was exhibited upon him. Uruba, ain ra'bad, arada. Arada is to show something, make it visible, present it. And Uriba alayhi, it was presented upon him, meaning before him. Before who? Before Sulaiman alayhi salam. Meaning it was displayed in front of him. And Uriba, it was displayed. When this style is used, majhul, it gives the benefit of enormity. That what was displayed before him was not something small, it was something huge, massive. What was displayed in front of him was not just a few things, but many things. 
when it was exhibited before him. Remember Sulaiman like his father, who was also a prophet and a king. And a king. So what was presented before him? Bil in the afternoon, late afternoon. Remember the word Arshi refers to the time after Zuhur until nightfall or until Fajr. So you're talking about Asr time, after Asr time, Maghrib, you know, late Maghrib, Isha, and some take it all the way to Fajr time. So evening, night, both, Arshi. This incident, however, happened before sunset, as we will see in the following verses. So in the evening, they were displayed before him. What was displayed before him? As-Safinat. Al-Jiyad. As-Safinat. Poised horses. Plural of the word Safina. And what is Safina? Safina, from the root letter Saad Fanun, is used for a horse when it's standing on three legs. Okay? The word Safina is used for a horse when it's standing on three legs. What about the fourth one? The fourth one is kind of up or it's just that he's resting on the hoof or the edge of the hoof of the fourth. Okay? So Safinat. I mean, it's very elegant. One is that, you know, boring standing on all four. And the other is, uh, you know, it's a pose in a way. Right? They're posing. And it really shows a lot of elegance. Safinat. And these Safinat were not just good to look at in the way that they were standing. The word Safinat also applies to horses that are of the noblest breed. When it comes to horses, breed matters a lot. Sorry for being racist, but it matters a lot. Because depending on the breed, depending on the genes, you know, the horse is either swift, strong, or not. That's just how it is. Okay? So anyway... Uh, noblest breed, swift of foot, this is what Safinath are, and Al-Jiyad. Jiyad, race horses. Jiyad is a plural of the word Jawad. Have you heard of the name Jawad? So Jawad means racer. Okay? One who runs really fast. It's from the word Jud. Jim Waudal. Jud is basically to spend generously. You know, a person when he's spending generously, he's giving here, 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 quickly. He's just giving. He doesn't keep things with himself. They come and they go quickly. So this is who a jawad is, a racer. One who's very fast, one who's very quick. So al-jiyad are race horses, horses of the highest speed, swift-footed steeds. So these horses that were presented in front of him, exhibited in front of him in the evening, before sunset, these horses were Safinat when they stood and Al-Jiyad when they ran. So when they stood, they stood as Safinat very elegantly and when they ran, they ran with speed. They were very fast. So in these horses, there was beauty, strength, speed, everything combined. And that is what you want in a horse. But what do we know about horses? We never take interest in that. How sad. So when it comes to horses, all of these things matter. The elegance, the beauty, the speed, the breed, all of this. So every good thing, every plus point was in these horses. Faqala. So he said, Sulaiman as he's watching these horses, they're displayed in front of him. 
They're running back and forth. They're standing and they're running again. As he sees them, he cannot help but say that inni, indeed I, ahbabtu, I love, hubb al-khayri, the love of good. What is khayr? Khayr is good, something that is good, but the word is also used for wealth. Wa innahu li hubb al-khayri lashadid. Right? Khayr is used for wealth. In taraka khayran. Then al-wasiyyatu lil-walidayn wal-aqrabin. If a person leaves khayr, meaning some property, wealth. And khayr over here, specifically is referring to horses. Because horses are one of the best properties a person can have. Why? There is just this connection that a person builds with the horse. And it's amazing how, I was watching this uh, video the other day, and the person was saying that, you know, when your horse is trained and you're, in sync with the horse. It's a relationship that you've built with the horse such that the horse's feet become your feet. The horse's front legs become your front legs. It's as if the horse becomes a part of you. So there's such a deep understanding, a very deep relationship between the rider and the horse, between the owner and the horse. You know, the man was walking with the horse. Alright, and he was showing how he was walking fast and the horse was keeping up with him and all of a sudden he stopped and the horse stopped. And then he's walking really slowly and the horse is also walking very slowly. He turns right and the, the horse turns right. Literally every action of the man, the horse was following. Anyway, horses are one of the best properties that a person can own. The Prophet ﷺ also said, there's a hadith in Musnad Ahmad, that al-khayl مَقْعُودْ بِنَوَاصِيهَا الْخَيْرُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Horses are such that good is, is attached to their foreheads until the day of judgment. Meaning they are a source of good. Goodness is attached to horses forever. Meaning even if we have cars and we have every mode of transportation available to us, horses will have value because of the fact that they are horses. And is that true? Exactly. They're so expensive. People who love horses, they just love them like anything. So horses have their value. They are really khair. And Sulaiman when did he live? Thousands of years before us. So from that time until today, and this will continue until the Day of Judgment, horses will always be valuable. They will never lose their value. They are khair. So Sulaiman said, إِنِّي أَحْبَبْتُ حُبَّ الْخَيْرِ I love the love of good. I love the love of this property. What do you mean by this ahbabtu hubba? Why is hub coming twice? Because you get to emphasize hub then. If you just say once, ana uhibbu khair, I just love good. I mean it's boring. But inni ahbabtu, I love the hubb al khair. I even love to love horses. Meaning I love them so much. Alright, I love the fact that I love horses. What does that mean? I love them dearly. Alright? So I love, indeed, I love the love of good. An dhikri rabbi. An, because of, due to, the dhikr of my Lord, the remembrance of my Lord. I love these horses because of, the dhikr of Allah. What does this mean? I love them because they help me remember Allah. They remind me of Allah. They help me do dhikr. And is that so? 
That when you see something beautiful, when you see something valuable, when you appreciate something, it becomes an excuse for you to appreciate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It becomes a reason for you to remember Allah. Like for example, you go to a botanical garden, for instance, and you're looking at all of these flowers. You love flowers, even if you're not very passionate about flowers, but you will go and look at them. Why? Because they help you do dhikr. You go to the lake, you go to a beach, you go to a mountain top, you go somewhere out in the nature. Why? Because it helps you remember Allah. Now the word an, is it used for ta'leel, ta'leel as in reason? Yes it is. In the Quran we learn in Surah Tawbah, وَمَا كَانَ اسْتِغْفَارُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لِأَبِيهِ إِلَّا عَمَّ وَعِدَةٍ Ibrahim a.s. sought forgiveness for his father. Why? Because of a promise. So in the Quran, the word an is used for what? Because of, due to. Alright? So, إِنِّي أَحْبَبْتُ حُبَّ الْخَيْرِ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّي I love to love these horses. I just love these horses simply because they help me remember Allah. Hatta until, and as he was saying this, the horses were galloping, running back and forth in front of him. Tawarat bil hijab. Tawarat. It disappeared. It hid behind. Meaning the horses hid behind. Bil hijab, the veil. Tawarat wa The word wara from the same root. What does wara mean? Behind. Alright. And tawarat, the ta at the end, feminine, referring to horses, safinat, jihad. So feminine is used over here. So tawarat, they went and hid, meaning the horses disappeared, bil hijab, into the curtain. What curtain is this? What screen? What veil is this? Basically, it's describing that the horses were out of view now. Maybe there was a hill, maybe the plains were such that as the horses ran too far, they were hidden from his view, or maybe they were taken back into the stables. Right? They were not in his view anymore. حَتَّى تَوَارَتْ hijab. The horses were not in his view anymore. What did he say? He said, رُدُّوهَا Bring it back. You took them away too soon. They've gone too far off. I can't see them anymore. Bring them back. Ruddu. From the root letters, رَا دَال دَال To return something. So رُدُّوهَا What does ha refer to? Horses. Bring them back alayya before me. Bring them back to me. I want to see them again. Make them gallop this way. Fatafika. And then as the horses came back to him, he went to the horses and tafika. He began. He set out. Tafaqaf. Tafika is to set out to do something suddenly. Meaning the people weren't expecting this from him. All of a sudden he began mashan. He began stroking. He began wiping. Mash. What does mash mean? Well, you do mash of your head. You wipe your hands over your head. You do mash over your socks. What do you do? You wipe your hand over your sock, right? So mashan, he began stroking the horses with his hand. Where? Bisuqi. At the legs. Suq, seen while qaf. There's the plural of the word saq. Saq is used for a leg, for a creature, for an animal. And when this word is used for a plant, it refers to the trunk or the stem. So he began wiping his hand over their legs. Well, anak. Anak is a plural of unuk. What does unuk refer to? Neck. And that is what you do to your horses. 
especially when you're training them, when you're building that relationship, you know, the instructor will tell you again and again, touch it, touch it. You know, especially on the neck, on the leg, show your horse your appreciation. At horse competitions or horse sales and things like, and auctions and things like that, uh, one of the ways to check the horse's health is also to check by running through their neck and their legs to make sure there's no, like, bumps or lumps or anything. Um, and it's just to, like, again, see how healthy the horse is and how well it was bred. Uh, and it's just, you know, they're better and faster that way. Yes. And especially for building that connection. And you see, it's as if he couldn't help except show his admiration and love for those horses. First of all, he's saying, he cannot help but comment, I love them because of the fact that they help me remember Allah. And then he goes and he touches them. He goes and he touches them. And this just shows how important physical contact is. When you look at your child, when you look at any child, and you want to show them your appreciation, don't just stand there and smile. You know, especially if it's a child from your family. You go touch them, you go pat them on the back, rub them a little bit on their head. You know, do something. That physical connection is necessary. It's a part of expressing love. So, فَطَفِقَ مَسْحًا بِالسُّوقِ وَالْأَعْنَاقِ What do we see over here in the character of Sulaiman salam? Was he a wab? Yes, he was. He's looking at the horses, admiring the horses. And because of the horses, who is he turning back to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another very beautiful thing we see over here in the character of Sulaiman salam, his soft side. Sulaiman salam is generally portrayed as a ruler, a king, someone mighty, someone who controlled the jinn, and so he must be very harsh. No. He was firm, he was strict. But at the same time, he was loving. Look at how he's masham bisuki wal arnaq. He's touching the horses, patting them on their necks and on their legs. This uh, ilm night by Sheikh Abu Isa, Dominion, inshallah, it should be coming to Toronto very soon. I was watching a video about it. Are all kings butchers or meat? Right? That this is how kings are portrayed, right? Or thought of. Either they're butchers, butchers, as in they are very oppressive, or they become meat for others. The only way to survive is that you become a butcher. If you're not a butcher, you'll become meat for others. But Sulaiman is that exception. He's that exception. He was given the best kingship, the best kingdom, the most supreme worldly powers that any human being can have, as we will see. Any king can have. And yet, he had this tender side. Yet he had this soft side. He actually loved horses and he's going and patting them and touching them. These verses have been interpreted in another way also. And what is this interpretation? He saw the horses and فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَحْبَبْتُ حُبَّ الْخَيْرِ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّي He said that indeed I have loved the love of good, meaning the horses. I love them too much. I've been watching them to the point that they عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّي This love, it took me away from the dhikr of my Lord. You understand? So an over here gives the meaning of taking away from. Like we learn in the Quran, فَلْيَحْذِرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ They keep away from his command. So, إِنِّي أَحْبَبْتُ حُبَّ الْخَيْرِ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّي This love took me away from the remembrance of my Lord. And some Mufassirun have said that this was before sunset. So he was supposed to pray Salatul Asr. 
but he was busy watching the horses and he loved watching them to the point that he missed his prayer hatta tawarat bil hijab and tawarat it is referring to the sun that the sun it got concealed in the curtain meaning the sun set the sun set he missed his prayer does this happen with us that a person gets so busy you know watching reading cooking eating talking and he's so engrossed in it that he forgets the prayer so something like this happened with Sulaiman alayhi salam so he said rudduha alayya he said bring the horses back to me fatafiqa masham bisuqi wal arnaq and over here mash has been interpreted as that he began slaughtering the horses okay he began slaughtering the horses bisuqi wal arnaq in other words he just simply slaughtered those horses because they distracted him from allah so he gave them up all right and this would not be a waste of wealth because anything that distracts you from allah it's better that we give it up for the sake of allah and allah will replace it with something better this is similar to how imam bukhari he threw away that thousand dinar to protect his honor for the sake of allah for the sake of preservation of hadith correct so that throwing away a thousand dinar was not a waste and of course if animals are being slaughtered it would be understood that the meat would be given in charity because perhaps horses were you know halal even today they are considered halal by some groups regardless of whether they're halal or not at that time they must have been halal and so the meat would have been distributed amongst the people both opinions are there and remember there are only opinions all right from the sunnah from the quran we don't really find any solid proof to show one is stronger than the other however when you look at the text what flows more easily huh the first one especially because of the word mashan mash is not used for slaughtering mash is to wipe and when horses are slaughtered they're not slaughtered in this way wiping over the necks and the legs allahu alam whatever it was in either of the interpretation what do we see in the first one we see inni ahbabtu hubbul khairi an dhikri rabbi he is watching the horses and the horses are reminding him of allah the second interpretation if the horses became a distraction he got rid of them in order to turn back to allah either interpretation what it shows to us about sulaiman alayhis salam is the fact that he was awab he used his resources his gifts as a means of drawing closer to allah and if they became a hindrance then he removed them from his way let's listen to the recitation of these verses wa wahabna li dawud sulayman ni'mal abd innahu awwab إذ عرض عليه بالعشي الصافنات الجياد فقال إني أحببت حب الخير عن ذكر ربي حتى توارت بالحجاب ردوها علي فَطَفِقَ مَسْحًا بِالسُّوقِ وَالْأَعْنَاقِ 